Hello, and we're back for episode four of our Solomatrix podcast. I'm Aretha Greatrix. And I'm Christine Solomon. So we were going to talk about something today. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple things. My mom's going to actually share a story because I think last time we talked about something that was like a little heavy topic. And so we're like, ah, we're going to be a little lighter, lighter today. But we are going to start talking about, we wanted to talk about that last Sunday was International Women's Day. And there was this campaign that um, was, was hashtag Dear Me. And basically it was about what would you tell your younger self? Like, what would you tell yourself, like, as now, what would you tell your younger self about, like, the future or whatever? Like, what would you say to your younger self? And so I asked my mom, what would you say to your younger self? Well, my younger self, uh, school is is the one thing that I've really missed and I've always wished I would can, can go back to school and start all over again or start right where I left off. Or So what would you say? I'm I, your younger self. Tell me what you would say. I would say I wish I can go back to school. You I wish- like to go back to school. That's what I would tell myself. It'd be nice to go back to school. If that was a young me, that's what I would like to be, the young me, start school. And at what age would you be telling yourself? Who? But then but then not too young. I mean, I'd what, be... Yeah, what age What age would your younger self, who would, like, what age would your younger self that you would tell this to? At 30. 30 years 30, old? Yeah, thir- at age 30 was when I started thinking at the younger days, my 30s. I've always wished I can go back to school. So you would tell yourself, at 30, you should have gone back to school then. Yes. But uh, but there's always something that holds you back, you know, your your fears, your past, you know, the abuse, especially with the residential school. That's the only thing that, that really held me back a lot. Mm-hmm. I kept getting scared going back. Well, you didn't really deal with your residential school stuff till you were older as well. Like yeah. you didn't start in your thirties. I no. think you started going. Two thousand and six was when yeah. when when the gate was open. Yeah, because you had you kind of decided to forget about forget it. Forget about it, yeah. And it, you never forget about it. But now, that's what I've always wanted in my young days. You know, in my thirties, I always wished I can go back to school. But now I'm there. So that's the new me starting school <laughs> so if this is you going back to school and this is a new you that's does that mean me. you're starting your 30s again i'm starting my 30s again no no no, no. <laughs> would you want to be 30 again yes <laughs> why would you want to be 30 again because i would i would fix up all the stuff that i've been through you know it, my life would be different if i were went back to school because that's one thing that would have helped me through life in your career as well, In my right? career, yeah. My career. Like, I've always wanted to be the... I've always wished I was the head person for all the Native women. Mm-hmm. You know. You could still do that, though. Yeah. I mean, you're only 65, so, you know... So now I'm 65, I'm and going back to school. And your grandmother lived to be 90 years old, so you still got 30 years ahead of you, or oh, 25 yeah. years ahead of you, at least. Yeah. That's a lot of yeah. A lot of long living relatives. Yep. Got my uncle George is ninety six. Yeah, he's still alive. That's that's my grandpa's nephew. Mm-hmm. 
So, and then my, my mother's sister, she was what, over 90? They were all over 90. My grandpa was over 90. Do you think that they lived so long because of the way they lived? Like, do you think now with the fast food and all the chemicals in our food and all the modified food that they would have lived as long? They would have lived long the way they were living because there was no contaminated water or contaminated food. They would have lived longer. They would have lived at 100. Mm -hmm. Look at that woman, Margaret Wabano. She's way over 100. Mm -hmm. She's never left the town of Moosini, and she's still alive. She's 110 years old, still walking. <laughs> I envy her. I always wish. I wish. I'm hoping or wishing. You want to be 110? I want to be as old as she is and energetic. Because <laughs> it's one thing Still to... dancing. <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing to be old. It's another thing to be still energetic and still dancing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So for me, you know, I was thinking about what I would say to my younger self. And I think... I think I talked about this before. I struggled a lot as a teenager, and um, I suffered from depression and anxiety as a teenager. And I remember, you know when someone tells you no or it can't be done? I think I'm just like you in that sense. When someone tells me it can't be done, it's impossible, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Them's fighting words. <laughs> and I am just like... What? No, 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 no. You can't tell me no, that it can't be done. You're not me. And it makes me want to fight that much harder. And I think when I was about 15 or so, I think our doctor at the time, I went to him and said, I'm feeling very depressed, blah, 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 you know, all the stuff. So um, they sent me to a psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever, and then diagnosed me with depression and anxiety and all this stuff. And, and um, my doctor kind of had this weird response that I felt like, huh? <laughs> um, and he told me, he's like, well, you know, depression, you know, it happens, you know, and so we're just going to find the right medication for you because you'll be on this medication for the rest of your life. Oh. And I was like, <sighs> I was just, like, I didn't say anything because I was just like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> and so we left, and I remember I talked to you about it, and I was like, did you did you know what he told me? <laughs> I was like, he told me that I'm going to be on medication for the rest of my life. And for someone who I'm... I, I don't like to take medication. I will if I have to, like if I have to take antibiotics or something that's going to make me better. You know, I will. But it has to be something I need. And I was thinking, like, I don't think I need medication. Like, I think it can be done without medication. For me. Like, every everyone's not the same. But for me, I didn't feel that I needed it. Um, so I did start off with medication, and I was taking medication. But at the same time, I didn't stay with that doctor. I left that doctor and I told you, I said, I didn't appreciate what he said. I didn't agree with it. I said, I, I want to see someone else. I don't feel comfortable and I don't agree with his, his rationales and the way he talks to me. And I said, I, I want another doctor. So we got another doctor and that's when we found Dr. Plachinska, who we were with forever until she retired. Yes. <laughs> I was like, no, 
why'd you have to retire? I had to get a new doctor. Although, uh, we do like our new doctor as well. You have to have a very good relationship with your family doctor. And for me, at that time, I did question myself because I was like, well, maybe I do need to be on medication for the rest of my life. Like, maybe it is going to help me. But you know what? I would tell my younger self, you were right. Don't let other people tell you what you need to do to be better. Also, you... I wouldn't have I wouldn't have let you anyway, Cause... because I've had that experience. So I would no way put you in that where no. you'd have to you know survive on medication. medication for for depression. Well, I was on this one medication for the longest time, and it was like an addiction oh, yeah. because you had to build up to it, and then if you forgot more than three days. I would be like a junkie. I would start shaking. Shaking. It would be going through withdrawals. And if I didn't remember to fill this prescription, I would get so, so so bad. You get worse. You get depressed. Yeah, I would. I think one time we even had to go to the emergency room where I was like, I forgot to fill my prescription and it's been like three days and they're not open till Monday and I'm dying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I just need you to get me this. I know. I was like, I just need like one. That's true, and that's what I was. And it was after that that I'm like, you know what? Because I was going through a horrible time at that at that time in my life. Um, I had a I had a friend who had um, committed suicide, and so uh, it was a hard process for me to get through. And it was probably the worst couple years of my life. But this medication just helped me over that hump. And I knew that I never wanted to be on it forever, but yeah. it did help me over that hump and so once I had that withdrawal effect I was like oh you know what I think I'm good now (laughs) I'm I don't have an addictive personality I mean I I like things but I usually get very bored with things after a while (laughs) like even smoking like I had no problem with quitting smoking I've done it twice which I keep saying you know quitting's easing I've done it twice um but the first time I I quit and started again I realized what I had done wrong. <laughs> I was a little bit stressed. I thought, I'm just going to go socialize and have one cigarette with some people. And next thing you know, I was smoking again. So when I quit the second time, I was like, doesn't matter for what, I won't even have one. Like, I, I just, it's not going to happen. So as long as I keep that hard line of, I'll just never start again. I've been okay. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, once I was done with the medication, you know, there's natural things out there as well. I mean, there's diet, there's different things. And plus, I I actually learned that I had a thyroid autoimmune disease, which caused me to have a thyroid problem. And one of the side effects is anxiety. Because you're, if your thyroid's not working right, you're not regulating your, your, um, your system properly. I also had a vitamin D deficiency. So if I'm feeling a little down, I just pop some vitamin D and I feel great. <laughs> so, I mean, I know I even had this one doctor who said to me, he's like, well, everyone in Alberta has a vitamin D deficiency. And I'm like, no, my doctor told me that if my vitamin D level ever gets that low again, I will have to come in for weekly shots. Like that's how bad it was. It was very, very low. So, yeah. So I would tell myself know yourself, know your body, no one's good. No one can live in your body, only you can, so you need to know what's right for you. And so just keep that mind frame and you'll be great. Yes. Yes. And also it's good to have supportive parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So that's what I would tell myself. Um, okay. So that was that part. Um, so yeah, like we said, <laughs> got a little heavy there again. We're going to go into a lighter side because my mother is going to share some stories about her family and about her grandmother and her first time leaving Moosonee, going on the train to Cochrane, and she had never been past Cochrane before, and they had both gone to a smaller town called North Bay, which again, is not a big city, but it's bigger than Cochrane. And um, so they went to North Bay, and so, yeah, I'll let my mother continue. Okay. Yeah, because... Um... When she, she didn't live in Moosonee, she lived in uh, a small little community called Moose River. So that's where she lived all along, because it's only about, what, four or five houses in this little community? Is so that, it's... What, it, is that one of those towns that are off, like, so when you're on the train from Cochrane to Moosonee, the trains stop... Yeah. And then they, and then you can get off, but you yeah. have to tell them you're going to get off. You have to tell the uh, conductor. Because it looks, it looks like you're just getting off in the middle of nowhere. Yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> and the houses are so, like these little cabins or houses, they're so far apart. Is there running water or power there's, or anything? There's no, at that time, there was no running water. I mean, no, um, you know, running water or no, you know. Power. Power, no heating. electricity, no heating. Well, they had a wood stove in the middle. Yeah, they had a wood stove. Mm -hmm. You know. So the only thing that she had put in her house was a gas, a gas uh, stove. Mm. That was the only thing that was running the uh, the heating. The, the heating mm. is the gas stove, but they always use wood stove to heat up their place. So, um, and knowing that it's pretty hard to get on that to get on the train because they had to use those steps for her to you know, to get back on some, uh, the, uh, conductor and all that would always help her out, get on the train because it's really hard to get on the train because the What's train the, is so high. Yeah. Cause it's on the tracks on and the then, track. and then she is standing on the ground yeah. and normally you have like a platform that you get on, but this is just on the ground. So there, it, it is quite a, yeah, she's always, jump up. yeah, she's always needing help to get on that train. How did the train know to stop at those small places? Because literally, if you see it, it's like, imagine being on a train and you're just, there's there's trees on one side, trees on the other side, it's the middle of nowhere. Next thing you know, the train just stops in yeah, the middle. Yeah, because what they do is they stand, they'll stand outside this little, uh, it's like a train station. It's a little wee shack. Mm -hmm. So you stand outside there and you have your boxes all with you when you're mm -hmm. going to get on the train. So the engineer will know that he has to stop. Mm -hmm. And another way, too, is they used to have a phone where you ring one long, two long, one of those kind of phones. You mean like the, like the, like the big, the like... The winding, yeah. Vroom, yeah, vroom. yeah. But the, yeah. the rings, are, they go by long rings, short rings, to tell you the, that they want the train to stop at this place. Yeah. That's how they stop the train. Other way is they used to have a white flag and a pole, like, you know, white flag and wave down the train. I remember doing that when I was 18, when I was living with my grandma in Moose River. I remember doing that for my grandma because we were going to Cochrane. So she was, she's only been as far as Cochrane. She said she never went too, too far, like, you know, 
Mm-hmm. But now we decide to go on, go on the train. So the train it's different, and she couldn't believe it how smooth the train is. You know, from Cochrane to North Bay, she couldn't believe it. It was so smooth. Yeah, if you ever go on the train from Cochrane to Moosonee, it's actually very bumpy, and it's like. Yeah. And you're going over this Moose River Bridge, people would just panic when they go there because there's no rail. Yeah, there's no the rail tracks. on either side of you. Nope. It's just tracks over the river. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A lot of visit, a lot of uh, tourist people were always afraid that bridge would break down one of these days, or you know. And didn't the tracks get washed out? Not on the on the bridge, but didn't the tracks get washed out from a flood? Yeah. A flood at one point too. <laughs> yeah, they had to quit using that train. But my, but uh, I'm gonna go back to my grandma when she first came into the, uh, to the small towns. There's pavement. She's never walked on the pavement. Pavement is really hard for her because whenever she hit her or walk on the pavement, she said she'd always get a headache. Mm-hmm. And she'd be wondering why am I always getting? Because she hardly is sick. You know, but mm-hmm. she's always getting headaches, you know, and um, and and knowing that she was always looking forward for food whenever she goes to a restaurant. That's the first thing she always orders is hamburger steak, which is good. You know, so um, she loves that. She looks for she goes to this restaurant all the time, and it's a Chinese restaurant, and they always like ordering their fried rice and beef. But they never eat vegetables because they're not into vegetables. The only thing they always have is those canned vegetables. It says yeah. peas in it and carrots. That's the only thing. That's our vegetables. Just peas and carrots. But uh, not only that, she um, she had a hell of a time trying to find out the washroom. Like she didn't even know. No one told her that there's a, there's we don't have an outhouse. <laughs> so she went running around like this is in the middle of the night. She went out of the she was looking for. Um, she went out of the house. Out of the out of the out of the house, looking for a place to go to the bathroom. She thought we still had outhouses. So she didn't know there was a um, there was a toilet in there, but she was afraid. You know, people get when they first see a toilet. You know, they think right away something's gonna grab them when they're sitting on the pot. Like, I used to feel that way, too, when I went, when I first left home. Like, I've never seen a toilet bowl. We've always used a slop pail, or we use an outhouse. When I used to go, when I first went into a a toilet like that, I used to just get so scared sitting in there, because I always think somebody's going to pull me in that hole. I mean, mean, that's really... That's quite of an imagination when you're going to, you know, when you leave home for the first time. And But my grandma really, she can only handle to be away from home for so long because that's her, she's really, she's so peaceful whenever she goes to her house mm-hmm. because there's nothing around, it's peaceful. Mm-hmm. I think I remember it was either Aunt Jane or Uncle <coughs> Dave that were telling a story of one time that that, your grandmother and your mother went to go visit them in North Bay one time, and um, and your, your grandmother was saying something. It was a Christmas, that was our turkey big uh, goose dinner. That was our, our Christmas 
get together there. I think so. And he was saying that while he was driving, she she opened up the door and was trying to get out. Yeah. <laughs> while he yeah. was driving. <laughs> she wanted. She thought. She thought she can get out any time when that when that uh, car was moving. And we didn't know that uh, she wanted to go to the washroom. Mm-hmm. I think that was what happened. She opened the door on the highway. The <laughs> oh, jeez. She just thought, uh, no, that I, I don't think she can handle the, the real, the, you know, um, probably she had the, what do you call that word when you're so confined to a small... Claustrophobic? Yeah, I think that's what was happened to her. Because she was having a hard time breathing. Mm-hmm. She says she was just having a massive headache and getting a, a hard time to breathe because of, she's never been in a car. She never, she never, you know, had long rides like that. There was a lot to learn for her because, you know, leaving in a small community, no town, you know, that many cars. I took her to Toronto. Oh boy, that was really scary. Took her on the on the freeway, and mm-hmm. she was just she was scaring the shit out. I mean, sugar out of me. You think that, you'd think that, you know, I would be the one swearing, but I'll tell you this much: I've had to edit this document. Or this I've had to edit this <laughs> podcast because my mom's always just randomly swearing. <laughs> Which is funny because she doesn't really swear a lot, but for some reason, as soon as you turn on this podcast, she's or we start recording, she's just like that. Ah. <laughs> no, I don't think of it though. So it's just well, it's not he- the heavy word, but still <laughs> this <though>. time <laughs> you gotta you gotta you gotta edit that one there. Okay, and get that messy out of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That wasn't funny at all. When you were telling me in the car, you told me something more funnier. What was that? Oh, yeah. I forgot that part where she was... We were all sleeping at, at Dave, your Uncle Dave's place. We were mm-hmm. all sleeping. And then one day, she was watching this... Uh, it's the first time she's ever seen this uh, cartoon, you know, that road runner. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting there, and I don't know what we were doing. Oh, we were in the kitchen, and she was in the living room, and the kids were watching cartoons. And you seen this road runner, and she was just laughing her head off looking at this uh, TV with road runner in it. Yeah. And again, he just she'd be laughing away. He says, "Holy cow!" He says, "I'm gonna be. I'd be really. St- I'd be starving by now." He says, "No wonder that coyote is so skinny. He's still trying to catch up with that bird." He said, I don't know where he gets all this energy. So he said, that coyote is so skinny. And I don't know how we can get that much energy just to catch that bird. <laughs> I laughed at that one. And when it came down to going to bed, oh, I felt so sorry for her. She had this great big um, this uh, quilted uh, blanket. She was trying to find a way to shut the TV off because she was sleeping in a couch. So she put that blanket over the TV. But the sound was still on. <laughs> God, it's a good thing we it's a good thing we got up because uh, we were I mean that could have caused on uh, that could have caught fire. 
With the blanket? The blanket on the on the TV. It's one of those floor model TVs. Oh, that gets really hot? Yeah, it gets really hot. But it's a good thing that... Uh, I don't even know. I think she woke up uh, my sister Jane to tell her that, you know, is there any way you can shut off that TV? Because she was worried about getting it on caught on fire. Mm-hmm. So she had to go wake up uh, Jane or one of us to shut off the TV. She said she couldn't sleep because of that TV. It was just, <laughs> nobody shut it off. <laughs> okay, so, uh, oh, and this is funny. So, so that's our podcast for today. And, um, yeah, remember, comment and leave messages and let us know what you want us to talk about. Well, we can share more stories. Is there different kind of stories? Is there things you wanted to ask? Um, we're still working on our travel bucket list. It's just, I'm trying to make it more visual, and I'm going to get my mom to send me some of her stories that maybe she'll post online, and um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. So thank you for listening, and again, just tell us what you want us to talk about. We're open to anything. Um, I'm going to probably have a guest next time. Um, I'm going to try to record it on on my computer. Um, I was telling you, actually, I said in the first one that we had lots of travel stories. And so I'm going to invite my friend Don to come and join me on my podcast so we can tell you about our big adventures of going to England and Scotland. (laughs) And, um, yeah, because it was was just interesting. And (laughs) I tried to tell it myself, but I couldn't remember some stuff. And I thought, you know, I should be telling this with Don because she was there. It was me and her traveling all across Europe. And it was like, could we please catch a break today? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So until next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.